told me again and again there is only one I went lowbrow uh the singing stewardess scene so she borrows a nun's guitar. First of all, love that. That's a joke in itself. She takes the guitar. She goes up. She hits everyone in the head with it as she's going up for no reason. You love slapstick. <laughs> and she starts strumming. She has this beautiful voice. And then she gets into the chorus. She knocks the IV out of the kid. Yep. And the kid, oh, no one's paying attention to the kid whatsoever. The kid's reactions are absolutely hysterical. Yeah. Like, like sucking rolled, their cheeks in, the, rolling the, the eyes fish back. Face. Yeah. 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 And she's rolling and she finally gets it back in. And she goes back into the chorus. And she slams it back out of the IV. The mom finally realizes and like, freaks out and like is trying to help and like they can't get it in this time and they performance cpr and i watched this in like four times i don't know why they did this the cpr when she's doing it it's like the sound of a waterbed you know what i mean it's just squishy like she's turning the kids inside into mush and oh i just God. lose it every time and then it cuts right back out to the plane no explanation welcome to buzz in the tower a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, today we're talking about favorite comedic scenes, but you know it's not a joke? I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Finding the right lender. Charlie and his team at Sonic Loans are ready to help. They are a family-ran business. You're going to meet Charlie. You're going to meet his wife. You're going to meet their entire crew. They'll bake you cookies. They're going to take care of you. And because they're a family business, that's exactly how they treat you, like family. That's what you want out of your loan company. Is there anything you don't want to be treated like family with? Yes. What? Probate. (laughs) (laughs) When someone passes away. Uh, Fixed, adjustable, 15-year, 30-year. You got to make sure that you work with Sonic Loan. Whether you're refinancing or you're getting a brand new loan, they're going to make sure that they get you the best margin, the best price. And when you're talking about a 30-year commitment, that's a pretty big deal so again reach out to charlie and his team tell him that buzz in the tower sent you and get ready for an a plus experience nmls number 1955855 not available in all states not a commitment to lend additional requirements apply visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information 
Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation called 248-595-0001. Odds are if you're laughing in the courtroom, something has gone terribly wrong. Or you're the joker. (laughs) (laughs) What What do you mean? No, Bane doesn't laugh. Yeah, he does. So I hope that your favorite comedic scene is not in front of a judge. You like that? (laughs) You're just you're pulling knock knock jokes. I am the law. <laughs> Effective, aggressive, Bolton Legal Group is ready to take on your case and make sure the only laughing you're doing is on your way to the bank for your billion dollar settlement. Yeah. It's like, hey judge. Billion. <laughs> billion. <laughs> ah. A judge, a priest, and an NBA player on top of Mount Everest. Okay. Objection. Commercial law, <laughs> business law, funny bone law, you name it, and they're on it. Reach out today, tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you, and get ready to cash your chips in. Today's episode, favorite 80s comedic scenes. There's nothing more difficult than making a great comedy. And within comedic cinema, there are scenes so funny, so perfect, that they live rent-free in our minds for decades. In the 90s, we had Lloyd and Harry arriving at the party in their tuxedos and Happy Gilmore boxing with Bob Barker. In the early 2000s, we watched McLovin get knocked out trying to buy beer, Prestige Worldwide perform at the Catalina Wine Mixer, and Frank the Tank going streaking. But in the 80s, well, that's a different story altogether. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll list our favorite 80s comedic scenes. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the plethora of piñatas to my birthday celebration, Max Sanders. And with that, Max, what is a plethora? Why, Mo? You told me I have a plethora, and I just would like to know if you know what a plethora is. I would not like to think that the person would tell someone he has a plethora and find out that this person has no idea what it means to have a plethora. Are all your scenes from Three Amigos? (laughs) We are the three (laughs) amigos and amigos forever will be. You love it so much. All for each other and all for one. It's good. It's not. Uh, oh, easy. T- Oi, easy, Tiger. <laughs> easy. Don't you tell me that The Three Amigos isn't one of the most perfect comedies ever made. It's so goofy. Chase Martin Short. That's all you need to know. That they're short? No. God. <laughs> you know the dangerous thing about doing a comedic episode with you? What? Is your wishy-washy, like, high and low sense of humor. Yeah, I'm pretty lowbrow. No, like sometimes you nail it and other times I'm just like, that is not even a comedic scene. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, why are you bringing up <laughs> the speech from Vision Quest? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, you're just, you're weird. Max, welcome to the gosh darn show. Hi. Atta guy. Yeah. No salutations. <laughs> no <here>. salutations <laughs> from you. Uh, we're talking comedy this week. Yeah, I'm very excited. We're giggling it up like a couple schoolgirls. I like it. I, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Like <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> you sound like Homer Simpson, actually. I know. We've got a lot to talk about, so I'm going to I'm gonna open the floodgate for you in a second. Let's get all the mathematics out of the way, the ups and the downs, the lefts and the rights. First of all, though, do you know the Ferris Whoa. Bueller car Whoa. is coming to Detroit? Whoa. The Ferrari? Yeah. What kind of Ferrari? Say it. The Say 1965 it. <laughs> 250 Spider. At a girl. Yeah. For the auto show? Yeah. Uh, no, at the Henry Ford Museum. All right, Max, I'm going to jump into it. If you are not already subscribed to the Buzz in the Tower channel, subscribe to it immediately. You can go to Apple. You can go to Spotify. Overcast. Any, any podcast player you're using, there's a way to follow or subscribe and leave a review. Please leave a review for the love of God. Social media, at Buzz in the Tower, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, get after it. Follow us, like us, so on and so forth. Go to our website, buzzinthetower.com. 
get officially licensed merchandise. Max, let's talk about our good friend. Carlos? Got him and his wife some awesome gear. Sent us some pictures. By the way, handsome couple. Very good looking. Did you say beautiful couple when it's a man and a woman or handsome couple? Either or. They're handsome and beautiful. Yeah. We've got some pictures. Get them up there. Get them up on the old interweb. Let people see how, how tight, nice and tight our stuff looks. Beautiful. Yeah. Very choice. You spent like hours deciding which uh, days we're getting. spent days only the finest millennia that a girl uh so thank you carlos for the purchase and i think we got to have him on as a fan spotlight soon we will all right good all right, i'm glad you're on it max uh patreon.com slash buzz in the tower join our patreon get all the behind the scenes goodies find out what type of cake max likes you won't know that on the show you have to join our patreon and he'll share with you personally what type of cake he likes it's not carrot cake oh that's the best cake what at my wedding nobody likes carrot cake but my wife and i like carrot cake so yeah. the entire cake the tears of the cake are all normal cake but the very top that had camilla the chicken and gonzo on it <laughs> yeah. that we put on it that was all carrot cake oh man lemon oh, lemon bar oh dude, how can you share that <laughs> i was teasing people to get onto That's our not Patreon. My favorite. i enjoy it oh jesus yeah max. all right max yep. before we talk about anything else i have two stories to share with you okay that are relevant to the show that you you'll met love. the head coach of the lion i did not made out oh for an man hour. hard knocks <laughs> like we can't talk about hard knocks it's a whole if he podcast. leaned in to kiss you what would you do i'd ask him for permission to weep <laughs> weep in his arms okay I, I i put my hand the back of my hand in my forehead and go oh so you're he's your hall pass no no dan campbell's <laughs> god bless it <laughs> Woo! all right max coming in hot coming in hot if he asked trish out what would you yes. say 100 <laughs> dan campbell is my wife's hall pass but she has no say in it 100 i get to sit there like uh, i don't like ask her i say no right do it do it slowly <laughs> jesus so weird. Oh, we're talking comedy. So stories. I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I love my wife to death. You know yeah. Um, she does not like 80s movies. She's younger than I am, but she in general, I should say more than 80s movies. Her and I do not agree on hardly anything. Yep. There's a couple things in our lives that we've watched together that we both love. Like we watch Westworld together. Um, The League. She loved The League for whatever reason. That's amazing. I know. But Westworld's confusing. I know. We're having a lot of trouble following it. We have to do it. Like, <laughs> like we watch, to watch an episode and like look up what the hell's going on. But she has always loved the Fast and the Furious movies. Now, don't say anything. Quiet. I know you're going to have a bunch to say. Just hold your mud for a minute because this is important. Are you ready to have your mind blown? I've never seen a single Fast and Furious movie. I don't know what any of them are about other than it's about being Fast and Furious. Are you serious? I know nothing about I I I like How'd you miss that? I tangentially know bits and pieces from like memes. Like I know the the meme where it's like family. Like I know there's some scene in it where the guy's like family. It's I know I Max, I know stop. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. I, I know see it on your going. face. Don't say anything. I know where you're going. Okay? I know nothing about these movies. That's nothing. insulting. What, what so, made you ignore them? They're so culturally her, relevant. So her brother is staying with us right now yeah. and has Peacock. And Peacock yeah. has every one of them. Yeah. So Saturday night, our kids are spending the night at my in-laws. And she's like, let's watch these movies. Let's watch a couple of them. Yeah. And I, so I'm like, all right. So I lost my Fast and Furious virginity on Saturday night. I watched the first one. As I'm watching this. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm okay with this. Like, I, I thought there were some, like, holes in the plot. Like, I didn't understand, like, what Paul Walker's deal was. Like, why is he going to have these tuna fish sandwiches? Why is he all excited about hanging she's out hot. with these people? What do you I, mean? Fair, fair. I'd eat a lot of tuna fish. He gets arrested, and I'm like, I'm like, what is going on? Then he's uncuffed, and it's revealed to the audience that he is, in fact, an undercover agent. I almost had you, bro. And I'm like, holy, you know what? This is point break. Yeah, that's what they wrote it I had for. no idea. So the whole, then, then I paused the movie. I look at Trish. I go, this is Point Break. She goes, I've never seen Point Break. I was like, Jesus what? Trish. I'm like, Jesus Christ. You guys are the worst couple ever. Ever, ever. Max, the whole movie, the whole first movie is Point Break. Then on top of everything else, you don't even probably remember this. So in Point Break, 
Keanu Reeves, you know, partner is Angelo Pappas, who's played by Gary Busey. Yep. In Fast and Furious, the equivalent of that, right? The Caucasian, older kind of partner of Paul Walker. He's got the glasses. You know which character I'm talking is it about? Buffalo Bill. Yes, it's yeah. Ted Levine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Trish, if you ever wanted me to watch a movie, yeah. why wouldn't you come up to me and said, hey, do you want to watch a remake of Point Break that has Buffalo Bill in it? Yeah. I would be like, yes. I, I'm watching him and I'm like, God, the voice is so familiar. He's like, come here, are you? We're going to get those fast cars. How are you, a size six? Like, I, was, I was like, it's Ted Levine. You know they wrote this, like, whatever the guy version is of My Best Friend's Wedding. Yeah. They wrote this based on Point Break. That's why they drink Coronas the whole time. Bro, bro. Yeah. I had no idea. That we, and then I watched the second one, which was abject garbage but, it's really bad but we're going through skip, all of them. Skip every, a third every weekend nope like i'm gotta go gotta watch them all i'm vested so the fifth is ah, the, sh- i want to hear anything no i'm just telling you the fifth is the best one is it okay yeah. i'm excited so i had to share that with you yeah because yeah. it absolutely blew the doors off my ears i, I know it. did you want to just go to your car and rev, 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 rev it up no i have i'm not a car guy but the fact that it was the entire and not even that it was the story of point break but like the pacing of it is point break. Yeah. Like everything about it is point break. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, now I get it. Short haired, spunky little girl. Yep. Michelle little, Rodriguez. Little, little, yeah. I was like, yeah. Jesus, yeah. what is going on right yeah. now? Oh uh, my God, Max. It's fantastic. Yeah. So there you go. That explains to me why people are in love with this. Can you imagine if point break had ended with like a couple more of the bad guys being alive and you know, and you don't really know that Bodhi dies. So like then all of a sudden, like a year later, it's like, and, and the best thing is the best thing about this whole franchise is like, we started to watch the second one yeah. and it's like too fast, too furious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Oh, this is the best. I'm like, what a point break breaking even harder. Max, Max, what? they could have, if again, if Patrick Swayze was alive, yeah. they could have done uh, a catch me if you can scenario where the government's like, we've got we new bank robbers yeah, yeah. and these bank robbers aren't just robbing banks. They're killing people. <laughs> who's the best bank robber out there? And they go, they're like, Utah, who's that guy that you lost at Bondi beach a few years ago? And Bodie they're like, died Bodie, a long time like ago. Bodie's dead. Like we know he's not. <laughs> and then he goes to some abandoned hut in Fiji. Yeah. yeah. And Utah and Utah goes up to Bodie and is like, I, I know I promised I never come to find you, but we've got a job. Job. And, and he then, tosses him the Reagan mask. Yeah. And, He's and like, Bo- I'm in. And Bodie's like, I, I, I left that life behind me. And Utah's <laughs> like, I'll be able to erase your record and you can yeah. join society. All right, Max. Okay. That's all I got. Okay. You ready to do the topic for today? Yeah. I had to share that with you. It was itching. It was like a un- unitchable itch that I had to tell you about all day today. Also, big announcement. Mo will be bartending a week from Saturday. <laughs> oh, whoa. Easy. <laughs> easy now. At the place we Easy. <laughs> a, a unofficial invitation has been extended. You must be real desperate. So I come in today to come in to do the podcast today. And Max like, I got to ask you something. But I'm like, I'm hesitant to ask you. Like, I don't know if it's a good idea. And I'm like, what the hell is that about? And you're like, we're really really thin on bartenders. I was like, are you asking me to bartend? <laughs> so you blew it. You should have came to me and been like, some damn fool you, said you were the should. best. There's a million different. I, I wish that I wish all of our listeners could have been in the studio. The whole thing unfolded like every single heist movie ever. Like it was oceans 11. Max I'm is like, like you, you got, you got, a- you got one, sh- you got one shift left in you Shapiro. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, dude, I'm very concerned about dropping that from a heart attack while I'm bartending. Tell like, me you're not going to go home after this and try right on the to Trish. No, you're going to try on the skip shirt oh dude my ski if my, i'll make a deal if i can get my bartending shirt on i will come bartend <laughs> uh that's not a great that's problem. a that's a large buddy i haven't put on a large polo shirt in like 10 years and <laughs> please take a picture <laughs> put it on it put it on a patreon guy in a skeep shirt <laughs> put it on patreon no way dude 
Oh, I'll put on my OnlyFans site. It'll go there. <laughs> that's enough personal comedy. Oh, man. All right. We're, we're on to the movies. Sorry. We were excited. We had to share some things. And we will update all of you. If, if I end up bartending, <laughs> you'll know all about it. We'll live stream. It. Woo! Uh, to be fair, to come, can, I, can I defend myself you were a little great. bit? Back in the day. You're really good. I was really good. Yeah. I mean, I could. I, the only person that ever was even close to my sales was the guy sitting across from me, yeah. Max Lemon Sanders. Well, the thing is, four other bartenders know you. You know what I mean? Like it'd be guy like coming back with the old crew. Who's there that still knows Dustin me? Will Fingers. Oh, Jesus that's, Christ. That's 90% of our bar staff. I feel like they'd be like, <laughs> they'd be like get him <laughs> out of here. They'd be psyched. They would be psyched. <laughs> We're getting the band back together. <laughs> Jesus. This is the Cobra Kai. Woo! Oh, this is. By the way, what did you hear that they're doing a Ferris Bueller TV show about what happened to the guys who drove the car? No. And, it, and it's being written by the guys who wrote Cobra Kai. Oh, my God. So there's potential. You, you skeptical? Cobra Kai people. We'll see. We'll see. That's the best. Like, that's the kind of like. So the, is the series just, is it their day off it's while their they're day with off. the car? Yeah. Oh, who do they? Okay. All right, Max, come yeah. on. We got to focus. Sorry, we're, sorry. we're halfway through the show. <laughs> we haven't even talked about the show. Favorite. And you know why we're like this? We're so amped up. Comedy. If, if there's anything that you and I will consistently agree on. And we love movies in general, not just the 80s. But man, like comedy is like our thing. Like, I love a good comedy. Yeah, it's there, just, it, it makes my day. There hasn't been a good comedy since 2014. I disagree. Neighbors was the last Bri- good one. Bridesmaids. Was Bridesmaids post- 2011, man. Oh, you're right. Bridesmaids is one of the the best movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I talk about it all the time. Yeah, 2014 was the last good comedy. Think about it. It's wild. I, I, Isn't I, that insane? I do not want to go down this path, but I will make this one statement. I The 80s tried a lot of stuff. It's it's not even that. It's that the current political environment that we exist in, God bless anyone that can make a comedy. I don't even know how you navigate through the woke. You have to be a super genius like Dave Chappelle. This episode, just picking my five favorite There's so many. scenes. There are so many that I had to leave on the cutting room floor because I don't even know if we can talk about them. I mean, I mean, I'm, I guess I just didn't realize how much I love, you know, penis and fart jokes for a lesser <laughs> choice of words. All the stuff that I picked is like so juvenile, but we'll talk about some of those. I don't have too many rules on this. You and I each picked our five favorite comedic scenes from comedies in the 80s. I think I should qualify this by saying that we didn't have a rule that said you can't pick the same actor twice. You, I definitely can't pick the same movie twice. I try to stay away from doing the I same I tried to stay away does. from overlapping as well. It is really you get hard. Eddie, Steve Martin, yep. Chevy. 100%. 100%. Rodney. And the other thing, too, is that the tough part about this episode is that I tried to pick things that could stand on their own as being hilarious, but oh, all interesting. These, they're intertwined with the movie, and it's hard to do that. A great comedy scene is funny out of context, though, yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Because you can explain out in a scene. I when we go through this, what's one that wouldn't work if you didn't know the context? I'm trying to think. You know, a lot of the Caddyshack scenes don't work as well if they're not in the context of what's going on. Oh, interesting. I, I tried going if through. If you see Scar- Carl Speckler by himself, you're like, why is this guy so weird? Right, yeah, right. But yeah. when you realize like the whole relationship, right? So, yeah. and that's the thing too, is like, I, we're going to talk no, about. interesting. We got, we, got a li- comedy. we got a list of five each, but we're going to talk about more than five. Like, I'll tell you right now, full disclosure, I didn't pick anything from Caddyshack, but I would argue that the scene when he's playing through and him and Chevy Chase riffing off each other should be in my top five. I just have others that I like. I die when I watch. But Do that you have other scene, Chevy on there? Uh, I went heavy on Chevy. Yeah, yeah, I did. I didn't mean to. I mean, and that's that's funny too. People forget because Chevy Chase is so unlikable. People yeah. forget in the eighties, the coolest guy on the face of the earth in the world. Yeah, and his his comedic timing. And when he was paired with the right people, it was just chef's kiss. Well, he didn't give an f about anybody. No. Do you know what I mean? Like no. he just was so he kept you on your toes. 
Like him and Rodney are kind of on the different ends of the spectrum of keeping you on your toes. Totally agree. Rodney yeah. Rodney was more God, I miss circus him. clown, you know, like way out there over yeah. the top. But they were both so quick with everything. And then just when you're looking at this, this is a fun exercise. If you're listening to this episode, I would recommend go do the same thing. Because when you actually focus on one scene and you start looking at it through that lens, yeah. you start looking at how the other characters react to the jokes. Mm. Like you're almost deep diving. We do this in a lot of movies, just usually not comedies. Yeah. So when I'm really watching everyone's reaction... That's what made some of these scenes even funnier to me when I was going through this. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes it's actually just like a single performance. Like if you notice a lot of Mike Myers stuff in the 90s, it's very like based on what he's doing actually yeah. rather yeah. than kind of like the reaction stuff. Yeah. And Mike Myers. I did, know, by the way, I just watched So so I Murdered an Axe. So I Married an Axe Murder. Well, let me say so it. it's a mouthful. Yeah, okay. I, you know, I'll okay. say it for okay, you. Okay. It's, it's not easy. I watched it for the first time. It's pretty good, isn't it's it? It's really funny. It's, I think it's actually my favorite. I like that more than Austin Powers. It's my favorite movie of <laughs> the his. The Scottish family stuff's the best. All about, yeah. I, I love it. If you want my butt to <laughs> Put your I'm head on your gigantic pillow. That's like an orange on a toothpick. <laughs> I love that movie, dude. Yeah. Haggis! <laughs> He's down. A pipe but is down. I, Max, we used to quote this movie all the time in high school. It's like, fantastic. I, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm ready to jump into this and go over our list. We'll start with our, I mean, they're my top five, so I'll start with my weakest to my strongest, but they're all absolute fireballs. I mean, yeah. they're, they're great. Uh, would you like to go first or second? No, go first. All right, Max, my first pick is from the 1987 movie Spaceballs. Schwartz. You know I love this movie. Yeah. Uh, Mel Brooks is an absolute genius. Yeah, and he's hilarious. He's great, and he's really good in this too. This, I mean, he's he's great he's good in, in everything. In everything. Yeah. I, yeah. I love yogurt. He's really good. Yogurt. I didn't realize the girl who's playing Leia is uh, from the Sure Thing and Melrose Place. I, I, you and I talked yeah, about this. I'm yeah. not a Melrose Place guy. Oh my! God. I know. So. For anyone who's not seen this movie, a star pilot for hire and his trusty sidekick it's must, Star come, Wars must parody. come to don't, the rescue like it's a real movie. of a princess. Princess Vespa? <laughs> Funny, she doesn't sound Druish. <laughs> it's so great. Uh, she's got to save the planet Druidia from the clutches of the evil space balls. There's a lot of funny stuff. What, let me ask you, what scene do you think I'm going to be picking from this movie? As, as, as Oh, uh, the command center scene. Command center scene. Where they're watching the screen and they're like, that's what? a really funny yeah, scene. They're drinking coffee. And yeah. Uh, yeah. What, are, what are all these movements in? <laughs> Beeps that's, and that's, Mr. that's Mr. Coffee, sir. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great scene. I'm going to give you my favorite scene. Sir, we're being jammed. Oh, that's, a, that's a great one, <laughs> That's too. a great line. Strawberry. Or does he say strawberry? Is it grape? Oh, damn it. I don't it's remember. It's raspberry. Is it raspberry? Yeah. I hate raspberry yeah. jam. <laughs> There's the scene that came close to being in here, but I didn't put on here, was when he's beamed from the one room to the next room, and he comes on with his head on backwards, and he's like, why didn't someone tell me my ass? was this big and then they beam him back and he's really as he walks in there it's just one room so he didn't even have to be beamed yeah, I, yeah. I just like that but the best part now look, keep in mind i'm gonna have to bleep this out too because i think <laughs> it's the funniest scene one of the funniest things that i've ever seen in my life so uh, president scroob instructs dark helmet to comb the desert he wants the desert comb max so they show these like stormtrooper groups combing the desert yep and he's like uh do you really think he wanted us to be this literal and he's like he said comb the desert we'll comb the desert so the first group is combing the desert two stormtroopers always funny the next group is actually and they're like what have you found they're like we found nothing sir and he's like what have you found we found nothing sir the last group that's combing the desert the two stormtroopers are african-american stormtroopers and they have a hair pick like they were using for like <laughs> yeah, an yeah, afro yeah. and the guy pulls his helmet back and looks at darth helmet and says we ain't found shit. <laughs> and max i'm 43 years old and every time i see that scene i absolutely die it's the funniest thing in the world interesting i would not peg you for this scene it's I understand. So this so is damn literal. This is the thing that like Mel Brooks was great at, and I, you've seen Blazing Saddles, yeah, right. So like you could not make Blazing Saddles today. You could not make some of these jokes today. I totally understand that it's not the most appropriate joke in the world. I also cannot help but tell you it is the funniest part of the movie for me. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Learn something new about Mo. Caught you off guard. 
I really like that scene too. I just I didn't think you were so just like haka haka haka. Oh no, but it's more than that. It's the it's the slapstickness of the joke. Yeah. But it's also the response of the actor the, when yeah, he does the, it. The punchline. And yeah. it's so it's just absurd. Yeah. It, the whole thing is so wonderful. Absurd. Good yeah, way to so start. That's my first pick. There you go, buddy. That kicks it over to you, Max. What is your number five spot? Uh, favorite comedic scene from a movie? Oh man, uh, God, they're all. This might be my number one. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how this works. I know. Go least strong to strong. Uh, I don't care. I went the 1983 movie. Strange Brew. Ooh, a little love for the Canadians. Huh? Oh, yeah. Eh? Eh? They say A 174 times in this movie. Of course movie. they do. Isn't that great? You love this. This was a movie that you had no knowledge of until we started it's, doing this podcast. It's the grandfather of Wayne's World. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're like, oh my God, this is where they got it from. Right. So, right, right. Canada's most famous local TV hosers. You like that? I do. Yeah. Hosers. <laughs> Bob and Doug McKenzie get jobs at the Elsinore Brewery to find something's rotten. And they got Max von Sydow for this movie, right? As the as the evil brewmaster Smith, yeah. It's because his son like SCTV. Oh, that, really? That was the only reason. Second City TV was. I mean, people don't realize because now we're in the age of and people don't even remember Mad TV. Yeah, it's just all SNL, SNL. But if you go back, Bill Murray. Uh, so it's funny, right? Uh, you know the the hidden gems, the lost hidden gems yeah. of, of comedy in the past to me, in Living Color, yep. Mad TV. Second City TV. Yeah. The people really went back and forth. Eugene Le- Levy, yeah. uh, Catherine O'Hare. Oh, my God. All of them. John Candy. John Candy. Yeah. yeah. Dil- Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah. It, I said Bill Murray. That's you did? Right. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. All right, Max. Your so, scene from this. I'm trying to think of what your scene from this would have been. There's a lot of really funny stuff in this. This is maybe my favorite opening scene of any movie. So you get the MGM lion. Yeah. And you're like, oh, man, what's going on? Oh, my God. It's it's, it's the real it's a real yes, lion a real on lion. like a cardboard thing. And they're literally messing with the lion. It's a real lion. And they're like, oh, it's not it's not roaring. It's like, oh, well, stick a pin in his bum, eh? And they're rotating his the tail, his tail. Yeah. Like they're playing ju- like jumping jacks and something like that. And <laughs> it, you're just like, this is a different movie. It feels kind of, kind of Ferris Bueller-y. Like they can say like, this is us on TV. And you see them on a TV screen. This is us in movies or like this is how it sounds in tv and this is how and then he has an opera voice coming out of his mouth yeah and they're in front of the great white north like screen there's beer everywhere they're making j- jokes like oh well now you can see it in 3b and it's two <laughs> beer cans and then they like this is your kind of humor 100 percent. it's so f- i mean it's it's deadpool-y you know yeah. what i mean uh, like yeah, i yeah. said they're just talking like and then they show a bad sci-fi movie they made about world war four yep. like post-apocalyptic stuff and then they show people actually watching the movie premiere in the theater yeah. and they bring back a joke about opening moths to get people out of a movie theater so bob just opens a can a can of moths and just everyone like files out of the movie theater and that's how you start the movie yes it's just that's your scene it's just so funny it's interesting i'm not gonna poo poo it it's a very funny movie it's interesting that you pick that scene but i get it because this is totally like you you love when comedians and films in general get outside of the norm yeah like you're a big fan of things that are like a little bit out there a little that's why mannequin you love mannequin because mannequin is like at the, at the top of the pile of absurd they tried yeah they <laughs> the old college right? weekend at bernie's yeah. yeah that's why you love that too like yeah. this movie shouldn't be made all right i like it it's a good yeah. first pick get weird get a little you know what there's nothing wrong with getting weird that's the name of the show all right we're on to my second pick i do have to say before we go any further we pre-recorded two episodes in a row we did our favorite bands and then what was the episode oh the recasting revenge of the nerds nerds i have to tell you we made such an incredible omission i screwed up so badly when i was doing my top bands my Top favorite fictional 80s band. Sexual Chocolate. The fact that I did not do Mr. Randy Watson is insane. Somebody posted it on like Instagram and I was like, dear God. What was the other, some other movie that we, or uh, some other band we totally forgot. I don't remember. I don't remember either, but <laughs> I have to apologize. I'm sorry. I always feel like I owe everybody apologies. Nope, you don't. I don't. No one else is on here but us, buddy. It's true. Max, give me uh, for my second pick, the 1981 Ivan Reitman film, Stripes. Mud wrestling? Easy before you pick the scene. 
Easy. On. Let me feel. Easy before you pick the scene. Okay, this is Mo. Two friends who are dissatisfied with their jobs decide to join the army for a bit of fun. You've got Ivan Reitman, who directed this. You've got Bill Murray as John. John Candy as Ox. Harold Ramis as Russell. Best Harold Ramis role outside of Ghostbusters? Only outside of... He's funnier in this than Ghostbusters. He's way funnier yeah. in this. <laughs> when he's teaching the ESL class. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the scene. No, it's not. Uh, there's a lo- This is probably one of my five favorite comedies from the 80s. Yeah. Last I mean, thir- I love Stripes. Last 30 minutes. I, that's, I, I, know you, you, I know how you feel about but this. But that's the thing about comedies. The last 30 minutes is hard. Because, because you try, you're, you're, try, make a, you're making jokes for yeah. the first hour, and then yeah. the last 30 <laughs> you're trying to put in. a bow on it. Yeah. I know. So I'll, give, I'll go ahead and give you my scene. I'm not going to leave you in suspense. Um, because there was no. there's really not any other scenes that compared with the scene in my mind. You mentioned the mud wrestling. Mud wrestling's funny, mm. but it's not like the funniest scene no, no. in the movie, right? The funniest scene in the movie is when is when Sergeant Halka, the the real screw of the group, who's trying to get these ragtag boys ready for war. Yeah. And he gets them all together at the very beginning and they're all sitting in a circle and he's got his chair (laughs) turned backwards and they're going through this process of introducing themselves. And that entire scene is absolute comedy gold. Like the first guy, he's like, "Uh, my name is Howard uh, Tursker or whatever. Um, my, My dad and my brother were in the army. I thought I'd join before I get drafted. And Halka goes, son, there ain't no draft no more. And his response was, there was one? <laughs> like, that's that's the first guy. The next guy who's, you know my buddy Bruce. Yeah. Who, on occasion, we've called a complete psycho. But he's pretty mellow now, but he had a temper. You're just afraid of he him. He had a temper back in the day. No, he's still a psycho. You're I just call, afraid I, of him. I used to call him Francis all the time. Yeah. He thought it was hilarious. The next guy, the name's Francis Sawyer, but everybody calls me psycho. Any of you guys call me Francis? I'll kill you. <laughs> If I catch any of you guys in my stuff, I'll kill you. And don't touch me. I don't like when people touch me. Any of you, uh, you know what's touch me. I'll kill you. And then Hulk is like, uh, just lighten up, Francis. And then John Candy, who's yeah. great. He's like, uh, my name's uh, Dewey Oxburger, but my friends call me Ox. <laughs> Doctor said, I, by the way, so many of these things. as Chris we, Farley. It, it's yeah. so Chris yeah. Farley being like, I used to grab bear claws two at a time. They right get stuck here. right here. Uh, Ox is like, my yeah. doctor says I need to lose a few pounds. And, you know, I could do this weight loss thing. And it's $400. So I figure whatever, I'll join the army. It's free. <laughs> By the time I'm done, I'll be a lean, mean fighting machine. But the thing that you have to watch when you check the scene out, this goes back to what I was saying earlier about other characters really making the scene. Harold Ramis behind these characters mm-hmm. when they're doing this, he's making the funniest expressions like, oh yeah, no, that sounds great. Good <laughs> call. Good call. So then it gets to uh, Zitsky, who's Harold Ramis's character. And he's like, oh, I'm a pacifist. My dad always told me never hit anyone in anger unless you're absolutely sure that you can get away with it. These little like hilarious, sarcastic Chevy Chase lines. Mm-hmm. They don't hit unless you're really watching like Halka picks his head up and is like, what are you talking about? <laughs> then at the end of it, he makes this comment like, I want you guys to all know that if we ever get into really heavy stuff, I'm going to be right behind you. <laughs> but it's not, you don't pick up. It's so subtle. Yeah. And then you get to Bill Murray who just is, I mean, the gold that poured, and you know that this, none of this is scripted. None up. of it yeah. is scripted. Yeah. You know, chicks dig me because I rarely wear underwear when I do. It's something interesting. <laughs> I mean, that is that is just pure comedy gold, right? He just lays into, you know, his whole speech. I, I, this This unit needs a big toe. I'm going to be the big toe without a, without a big toe. The foot can't, you know, he's like, you guys are, I get it now. I get why chicks dig you guys. You're crazy. And he turns to the one guy. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember his name. Uh, whatever his name is. Uh, and he's like this guy that time, your buddies stole that cow (laughs) and made out with the cow. I want to party with you, man. You and I together look out like there's just whole, to me, it beautifully lays out the entire pace 
of their time together. Yep. And it opens the entire act of them being in the army. And I laugh every time I watch it. Why aren't there more comedy army movies? Sergeant Bilko's great. In the army now. Yeah. With uh, uh, Major, Pauly Shore, which Major, I thought was really Major good. Pain. Major Payne was good. We need to bring it back. Yeah, you're right. There really aren't any... No. I don't know. You know, again, maybe it's just people don't McHale's have McHale's Navy. <laughs> I love McHale's <laughs> I Navy. I do, too. I was really funny. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, man. With Sideshow Bob. <laughs> Under Siege is kind of a comedy. It's not a comedy When at he all. kisses her at the end. The premise the premise that the highest ranking Navy SEAL once retired can only hold the position of a cook on a boat or on an aircraft carrier Did you look amazing. it up? Did no, look? I don't need to look that up. I believe in that. I'm he, okay with he that. He made a great booyah base. Yeah, and then well, the one girl comes out of the cake naked, and she was an ex-playmate, I think, right? Yeah, he kisses her at the end, and my skin crawled. Yeah. He, him and Seagal's. Okay. Anyways, that's my pick. It's really good. It's a good one. I love it. It's not Steven Seagal, but no, you know. No, it's not. Uh, Max, that goes to your number two pick out of five. What do you got? I went to Steven Seagal running. <laughs> Hilarious. Dinosaur hands. <laughs> that could work, actually. See, it couldn't. That's why so far, you're one movie in, and at least it's a comedy. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Just like, stay there. Stay with me. Give me good stuff. Okay, I went with the 1980 film Airplane, exclamation point. I love that you gave it the exclamation point. Well, if you search it Airplane, you don't find it. There are about a million scenes in this movie. The entire movie. From. I could go like front to front to back. The Zucker brothers are fantastic. Yeah, David and Jerry Zucker. Do you know they made Scary Movie 4? I did. <laughs> Top Secret, Naked Gun. I didn't know they wrote Basketball. Yeah. I thought Trey Parker and Matt Stone, but well, they like... they were... It was heavily influenced by them, but yeah. 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 Ruthless People is super underrated. And then one of them I did like... like Sylvester Stallone. Didn't one of them did like... One of them did Ghost. Ghost, thank you. Yeah. I was trying to remember what it was. I knew it was some like blockbuster. Yeah. 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 That's not a funny movie. You know, they, I was scared uh, of shadows for so long after that. <laughs> Jesus, Max. Willie. Well, I, I was scared of intimacy on a pottery wheel after that. No. No. That amped up my pottery <laughs> wheel. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Pottery went up 900% in 1990. Pottery went up nine. Like like Schwarzenegger's <laughs> impact uh, on gyms yeah. <laughs> after after pumping with Arnold. Yeah. Or whatever. I was pumping, pumping iron. Pumping iron. <laughs> I like pumping with Arnold better. Pumping with Arnold. All right. So let me think airplane you can pick any scene you're not gonna get it i'm trying to think what my my favorite scene in that movie i hope it's not the one you picked my favorite scene in that movie is the conversation with the little boy in the cockpit oh, that's you, really you, ever, you, you ever been to a turkish prison <laughs> my dad says oh, you look a lot like kareem abdul jabbar are you kareem abdul jabbar <laughs> no no kid i'm not oh because my dad said that you, you, don't, you, take you don't get plays back off. on defense it's like you tell your dad try running up in the court I, everything max god what a great pick Whatever, yeah. whatever you pick from, I mean, unless you screw it up horribly, but whatever you pick from this movie is gold. This is a, an incredible comedy. I went pretty lowbrow. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, of course. Before you interrupted me, let me tell you what this movie is about. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah that's true. What, tell me what this movie is about. You always yell at me when I don't. I'm sorry, because I love this movie. I got excited. Go it's ahead. so easy. A man afraid to fly must ensure that a plane lands safely after the pilots become sick. Yep. And because they ate the fish. Yep. <laughs> and this movie basically before this disaster movies were a really big thing. Towering Inferno. This is a direct make fun of a yeah. movie that this was like, what was it called? It was called the well, the, Towering Inferno Leviathan. I mean, there's a bunch of airport I airport. Think. I think is what it was yeah, directly yeah. made after. Yeah. It killed this genre for like 10 years. Sure. Like no one wanted to go near it because right. they like they annihilated. Us. Right. Because they didn't understand that it's it was a sign of flattery. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 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 Die Hard's like the first one after this. That's nine years later. That's funny. It's insane. Uh, it's sorry. So now that everybody knows what the movie's about, what scene did you pick from this movie? I went lowbrow. Uh, uh, the singing stewardess scene. <laughs> when the kid, the kid who's dying. <laughs> yeah. 
That's really lowbrow. <laughs> There's so many funnier scenes well, in that no, movie. The whole thing. So she sees the nun. The uh, stewardess is played by Lorna Patterson. Never did anything else, by the way, besides mm-hmm. Airplane 2. Yeah. She, her name's Randy. <laughs> Never did anything else besides Airplane 2. She's attractive in this movie and fun, and yeah. she can sing. That's her singing. I, I know sure. Airplane 2 is amazing. Is it? I never saw Ish, it. Amazing-ish. Yeah. <laughs> but she borrows a nun's guitar. First of all, love that. That's a joke in itself. She takes the guitar. She goes up. She hits everyone in the head with it as she's going up for no reason. You love slapstick. <laughs> and the kid is just one of those innocent... It's like the kid from All Dogs Go to Heaven, you know. Oh, hi. That you, you know, hate? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, they're making fun of it in this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's Lisa. Charlie. <laughs> Her name's Lisa, and she's like, would you like me to play you a song? And she goes, I'd love it, you know. <laughs> and she starts strumming, and it's the River of Jordan song, which is this beautiful kind of, I think it's a Joan. Jen? No, no, it's uh, Rivers? Stevie Nicks, I think. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good song. It's a Joan, some, a Joan Stevie Nicks song. <laughs> Joni's Nick, Joni Nicks. But she has this beautiful voice. People are calmed on the plane. Like the pilots are looking at each other like lovingly and happily. Happily, that's the word. Yeah. Uh, a guy comes down from the ceiling upside down, which is always really funny. And then she gets into the chorus. She knocks the IV out of the kid. Yep. And the kid, oh, no one's paying attention to the kid whatsoever. The kid's reactions are absolutely hysterical. Yeah. Like, like sucking rolled, their cheeks in, the, rolling the, the eyes fish back. Face. Yeah. 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 And she's rolling and she finally gets it back in and she goes back into the chorus and she slams it back out of the IV. The mom finally realizes and like freaks out and like is trying to help and like they can't get it in this time. And the performance CPR and I watched this thing like four times. I don't know why they did this. The CPR when she's doing it, it's like the sound of a waterbed. You know what I mean? It's just squishy. Like there's nothing like she's turning the kids inside into mush and I just lose it every time. And then it cuts right back out to the plane. No explanation. So it's a great pick. It's a great movie. Let me tell you the scene that I would pick, but let me first tell you why. Do you remember when Tom Cruise was in Tropic Thunder? Yeah. It was like the best cameo ever. Ever. The best cameo in a film ever was Barbara Billingsley in Airplane. You probably don't remember this because I used to watch Nick at Night back when I was a kid and it would have like Donna Reed, My Three Sons, Leave It to Beaver. Barbara Billingsley was the mom from Leave It to Beaver. And in Airplane, she was the woman who spoke jive. Okay, that's awesome. And having her do that was the predecessor to Tom Cruise doing... Oh, what's his name? Not, I was going to say Saul Goodman. What, Les, what's the, Les Goodman. Les Goodman, yeah. yeah. I almost said I was close. Yeah. That scene to me is is absolute gold. It's really funny. It's so funny, especially she was America's mom. Yeah. So having her play that role was great. Max, outstanding pick. I, I give it four, four out of five stars. I only am not giving you five because you picked probably my 10th favorite scene in the movie, but it's it's great nonetheless. I mean, surely you can't be serious. Could have been on there. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I got you. Uh, so are we both two down? Yep. So it's back to me then, Max, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh, lemons. <laughs> this is this is a really good one. My next one, Max, is from the 1983 Harold Ramis film. Do I have a couple Harold Ramis films? Of course on here you now? do. I do. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation. I can't believe I didn't pick the, any of these. Yeah, I'm mad. You forgot about this movie, didn't you? I had Christmas Vacation as my backup for one. Christmas yeah. Vacation. I will entertain the argument. Squirrel is a, scene is a better movie. Yeah, squirrel scene. I love the squirrel scene. Yeah. But if you're talking like pure comedy, the original Vacation, there are some scenes that are absolute gold. When it comes to comedic scenes. Ooh, I think I know what you picked. Well, hold on. This movie is about the Griswolds family cross-country drive to Wally World. And all the shenanigans that that, that ensue. There are an infinite amount of amazing parts. And unfortunately, as hard as I tried, I've got a lot of Chevy Chase overlap. I can't help myself. So in this movie, we've got Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, and of course, Anthony Michael Hall. And don't forget Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid as Cousin Eddie. If we did an episode called Favorite Comedic Supporting Actors and Actresses. Yeah. He's top of the Uncle list. Eddie has got to be the top yeah, of the list. Yeah. But my scene has nothing to do with Uncle Eddie, although it easily could. There's a lot of great scenes. I'll give you my runner-up scene, okay? My runner-up scene is 
They're at the picnic table. That's the winner. That's not the winner. That's I won, the winner. I won her. That's the runner-up. No. And Christy Brinkley is, is, is dancing, and Clark is dancing he's and flirting doing the with dad her. Dance with the sandwich, and he takes the sandwich and he's like slapping his face with the sandwich. And then his wife is like, "Why are all these wet?" And they're having a separate conversation, and they find out that the dog peed all over the sandwiches. Yeah, that scene is absolutely hilarious. There is one scene that's funnier. Yeah. Unexplained, by the way. There's someone with Christy Brinkley. You've in talked the about this. Yeah. It's so weird. No, you've brought this up before. Because he's not in the car. Max, the funniest scene in this movie is not that scene. The funniest scene in the movie is they get in the car after stopping for lunch. They start driving away, and Ellen turns to Clark in the car and says, "Sweetie, did you hear that rattle?" And at that point, you're sick and you're weird. I'm not sick and weird. This is the, this is not a funny. It's the scene. funniest scene in the movie so <laughs> it's like dog holocaust rusty stuff. rusty rusty says dad look behind you and there's a motorcycle cop that's coming up behind them and about to pull them over a small part that gets missed in this which is really funny is aubrey takes her purse and hands it to aunt edna and says hold this for me which is really funny so the cop comes to the window he's furious like you can tell he's mad and again at this point as the viewer who's never seen this movie, you have no idea what's going on. Yeah. You don't know what the rattle meant. You don't know, like you have no clue what's going on. And the cop gets up to the window and says, get out of the car. <laughs> right. So Dr. I'm sorry. Clark says, what's the problem officer? Yeah. And the cop just says, get out of the car. The, so this isn't funny Chevy though. This isn't like <laughs> it is. normal just Chevy. Wait. It's not just wait, just wait. It's funny Chevy. You don't remember it. You're just because you're spoiled. You've seen the scene a hundred times. You haven't looked at it through this lens. Go, I hated it the first time. He gets out of the car and the co- starts talking, doing his Chevy Chase thing. Like, What's the problem? What's going on? And the cop says, shut your mouth, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and he walks him to the back of the car and he says, you know, if I wasn't in this uniform, I'd split your skull with the butt of this revolver faster than you can yell police brutality. <laughs> this is so strange. <laughs> and, and he's back there. And the whole conversation where like the part of it that makes it so funny to me, I want you to promise me you'll go back and watch it. I will. Chevy Chase is secretly happy that the dog is dead. Yeah. And and or indifferent to the fact that the dog is dead. Well, the dog was a jerk. But he recognizes that he has to show empathy or he's going to jail. So him trying to fake being upset about the dog being tied to the bumper while this state trooper who is like a dog lover and crushed. And I had a pup like this when I was younger. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Then he gets back to the car and Aunt Edna immediately is like, I told you, Clark, you've been driving past the speed limit this whole time. And the kids are like, no, that's not why he got pulled over. Yeah. And Clark's like, nope, Edna's right, kids. Keep quiet. And the cop comes back to the car, hands the leash and says, I'll go back a few miles and get the carcass. Oh my God. <laughs> so when Clark goes to the back and they realize the dog's missing. Yes. Every beat is predictable. Do you know what I mean? The, what they're doing. You got to watch his facial. If I, you, I'm, I'm with you on the overall story yeah. of how it takes place. You got to watch how he reacts to it. It does it for me. Okay. I, I can't yeah. give you anything better other than to no. say him. There's this delayed moment where the cop keeps looking back at the road yeah. where the dog died. And that Clark, when the cop does it, has a pregnant pause for a tenth of a second, but then follows suit to show the empathy. It's just brilliant comedic yeah, comedy. The is very subjective. You have to really watch it. Yeah, I will. You, I you'll, promise. You'll love it. Yeah. I hate you. Um, Max, it's time for your third pick. What do you got? I went with the 1988 movie, A Fish Called Wanda. Great movie. I don't like this movie. <laughs> and here we are, folks. It took, so, it took three of them to get to it, but so we're, we're at the special place with Max. It's so interesting. So Monty Python kind of humor just doesn't do it for me. It's just, it's so British. It's so, I don't know. It's immature, but it's in your face about trying not to be immature. It's like trying to hold in a laugh about what's going on. And I kind of like more they're in on the joke with you kind of stuff. Yeah. You like so, do, 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 do. You're, you're a Benny Hill guy. Yeah. But play that music right now. 
So in London, four very different people team up on a jewel heist, then double cross each other. You love heist movies. I do love heist movies. This isn't really a great heist movie. No, not at all. (laughs) But you do love heist movies. And it's complicated by the efforts of a fool to kind of mess with everything. That's the movie. Yep. (laughs) So (laughs) I didn't know John Cleese wrote and directed this. I did. I knew that. Oh, you did? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm special. Yeah. He plays Archie, who's the mark for Jamie Lee Curtis, Wanda. Jamie Lee Curtis, by the way, fantastic. Perfect in everything she does. She's always funny. Yeah. And Kevin Conn, do you think he deserved an Oscar for this? No. He won Best Supporting Actor. He was good. I don't know if he deserved it. <laughs> no, it made no sense. He was really funny in this, yeah. though. So the scene I picked, and you know it's got to be funny. Did if- you pick the Did you pick the um, the woman, a scene involving the woman and her and her two dogs? Because I think those scenes are the funniest. No, You're going to think like I'm like a homicidal maniac. Because <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, oh, the dogs die. That's, and you know like I'm not like that. But yeah. the, those scenes are really funny. Sure. <laughs> sure. It's great. Thanks. My my runner up scene was definitely the uh, steamroller. Oh <laughs> it took <God>. forever. <laughs> That's great. But I went with the uh, Russian speaking in the wrong flat scene. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's just so. Maybe it's because I see myself in RT a little bit. Like you're kind of being, when you're with someone who's super attractive, you're kind of bamboozled and you don't know what to think and all that kind of stuff. And finally, he's they're just in this flat. He's starting to undress. You know, he has his pants off, which is always hilarious, you know, doing the Donald Duck. Yep. And the Donald Duck. Yeah. Or the Winnie the Pooh, whatever yeah. you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. And he starts. Oh, bother. <laughs> Did you look that thing up like I told you yes. to? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. And he starts speaking Italian. And first of all, it's so jarring to see this like flub of a guy speak perfect Italian and be all like confident and parading around like a ballerina. Yeah. And Jamie Lee Curtis is losing it. I'm talking like grabbing a rope, biting stuff, like basically like a dog in heat. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And like I said, up until this point, Archie's been a moron. And she's like, and he goes, no, no, no. Italian's boring. Let me speak Russian. You're like, where does this come from? It's just so jarring. And he takes off his purple underwear. He has purple tidy whities Puts them on his face while he's speaking Russian and just goofing off. And out of nowhere, you're not expecting this at all, a family with four kids, (laughs) a husband, a wife, and the babysitter come in and just stare at him naked. And he takes a picture of the wife and puts it over his junk. And he's like, what are you doing here? You know, I have I rented this flat or I borrowed this flat from my friend Peter. He's in, you know, so-and-so. And they're like, oh, no, we rented it from agency a week ago. And he goes, that makes sense. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh. and then he realizes that the couple had bought his old house. Got it. <laughs> and that they knew his wife. Yes. So they were going to bust him completely. Yes, yes, yes. So it's this roller coaster of emotions. It's goofy. And I love, like, intimate moments that are really silly. It's so it's tough for me to be critical on this because it's not like you didn't pick something from Howard the Duck, so I'm not going to give you a hard time. No. Of all the scenes and all the movies and all the gin joints, you had to choose this one? It, it stuck out to all me. Right, hey, you know what? If it tickled your fancy, it tickled yeah. your fancy. I can't argue against that. I don't that. know. If you can be hilarious and gear up Jamie Lee Curtis, that is a double win for me. All right, Max. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, and with that, I think it'd be a great time for us to stop and do a quick break for our ads. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at wearedolby.com. Money pit, falling through the floor in the bathtub. Hilarious. Shh, it almost made me my top five. It was <laughs> close, Max. That scene is such a great example of what Simon and the team at Dolby are ready to make sure you don't have. They're going to make sure that your entire selling or buying experience is painless. Old painless. <laughs> Having the right real estate agent is so important, and Dolby is there to take care of your needs. A thousand homes sold, 400 million in sales in 2021. They've got this incredible team of agents, their marketing department, their legal department. Dolby's there to make sure that you don't get screwed and nobody wants to get screwed. No, you want it to be nice and clean and easy. That's clean. Yes, most clean, most unclean. (laughs) Human. 
Human. Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> so reach out to Dolby, tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you, and get ready to have the best experience you've ever had in the buying and selling market of real estate. All right, Max, we're back, and I'm ready to go to my fourth pick with one other one to go. We're yeah. back to our last two. We're back. Uh, Max, I'm, go- <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> for it. God bless America. Uh, let's go. I'm going to go with the 1983 John Landis film, Trading Places. Perfect. You can't. This is one of the most perfect the best, comedies. Is it the best comedy of the 80s? It's the one that has a plot that goes all the way through. That's hilarious from beginning to end, which yeah. is really hard for a comedy. What I think misses the mark a lot in really good comedies and you you put this really well and you've talked about this in a number of films they really focus on the scenes being funny yeah and then haphazardly tie the story together in the last 30 minutes yep. this movie flows perfectly and effortlessly yeah from start to finish it's not afraid to have tender moments it's not afraid to have serious moments it is a laugh from the belly, hilarious film, and there's not a single actor or actress in this that doesn't kill it. Yeah. Even these smaller, I mean, you know how many times I've- You're going to talk about the butler? Yeah, I should talk about the movie before I talk about anything else. Coleman, Coleman. I had the most awful dream. Oh. I was um, poor and no one a, liked me. A snobbish investor and a wily street con artist find their positions reversed as part of a bet by two callous millionaires. Billy Ray. Court of, the court of blood technique. Yeah. You know what's funny? I just realized if you made this movie and wrote it as a drama, it would still work. Right, right. Isn't that wild to think well, about? Well, it's, it's the ultimate fish out of water story, yeah. right? I, there's nothing about this movie that I don't view as being perfect. It's, it is, for me, it's probably the best comedy of the 80s. I think you could have had a more attractive actress for Olivia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> um, I mean, Ophelia. Ophelia. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. That's okay. Ophelia! <laughs> Oh man. Less nude We're, scenes. Didn't need all those nude scenes. Yeah, no, that's you probably hated that too. There are there are there are a lot My legs! It's a miracle! There are so many scenes in this movie to pick. Legitimately so many scenes I could pick for my favorite comedic scene, but there's one that touches my heart specifically. Do you know which one it is? And she stepped on the ball. So let's talk about that's not my favorite scene, but let's talk about that. That's a great that, <laughs> That's not my scene, but I'm that's, talk my scene. About that's a great example of the peripheral characters yeah. being hilarious to me, right? Theta Kai, Theta Kai, da 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 da. Um, no, the scene that I picked. <laughs> And it's, it's really tough because I'm not technically sure if this is all one scene. So I will allow you to object and say that I have to just pick when he's on the bus and he's eating the salmon through his beard. Oh my God. <laughs> in the Santa suit. So do you count the drunken him being in the party? You, I do. You, you nailed it. So you will count that? I do, yeah. All, right. all one scene when he shows up to the holiday party in a Santa costume, yeah. right? So I'm talking right now about Louis Winthorpe the third has had enough. Yeah. His breaking point has been reached. He has been... The social experiment has he, been The won. social, yeah. Mortimer and Randolph Duke have done their damage. Billy Ray is is doing great. Eddie Murphy's doing great. Working but, on Christmas. But Winthorpe, Louis Winthorpe III, is a hot mess. Yep. He's been framed for selling drugs, for stealing. He's basically homeless. He gets beat up. He sells his watch <laughs> for a handgun. Yeah. His, this is a Swiss... I mean, like that whole scene where... The, and that was our collector's episode. I told you yeah. I wanted that watch. It's a really good find. He goes to the Christmas party in a Santa costume. The Santa costume is before he even gets drunk. He shows up in a dirty Santa costume, right? The beard is like off yeah. tinted yellow. <laughs> it's gnarly. He's in the buffet line and he's just pounding glasses of wine. He Champagne. Gr- he, or yeah, whatever it is. Grabs, grabs an entire piece of salmon and stuffs it into his Santa suit. It's so gross. He then makes his way to his old office, which is now Billy Ray's office, yep. opens the drawer plants to the office drugs. plants, but like not just drugs, like every single type <laughs> of drug. There's marijuana, pills, powder, like you name it, it's in there. Yeah. <laughs> 
Billy Ray walks in. And the best part is Billy Ray was once this guy who was pretending to have no legs and panhandling and pulling off schemes, sees Winthorpe. What what are you doing in here? I mean, this is Billy Ray now, all serious. I've caught him. Mortimer Randolph, come in here. Authorities, I've caught him. And he opens the drawer and he's like, look what I found. I found all of these drugs, the this and that and the uppers and the downers. And and listening to the change in character for Billy Ray. This is ridiculous. Uh, this is obviously, it's been I want to press charges, full charges. Full charge, but it's Christmas. Yeah. Uh, who cares? Yeah. So while this is all going on, he goes to take out a gun from his jacket. He pulls out a piece of brisket, holds it, points it at Billy Ray. And they're all kind of like, what are you doing? Then he pulls out his gun. At that point, they're trying to calm him down, right? Billy Ray picks up the phone, calls the police. He's on the phone and they're like, you know, police, how may I help you? (laughs) Dan Aykroyd, Winthorpe, Winthorpe pulls out the gun and Billy Ray goes, Merry Christmas and hangs up the phone. (laughs) That's hilarious to me. So they're trying to talk him down. They're trying to calm him down. The Duke brothers are like, Winthorpe, security shows up. He runs out of the office. He jumps up on a table. He's yelling at people. He's got a bottle of Jack. He's got, yeah, he's a hot mess. Yeah. Does he just drop it at one point too? He escapes. And then he gets back to the office. And then in the, in the office, Billy Ray's like, I'm pressing charges. And the Dukes are like, but it's Christmas. And he's like, well, he's got money to buy these and holds the drugs up. Also small, funny part. Doesn't he keep the marijuana? He keeps the marijuana <laughs> joint. So he's throwing all the drugs away and yeah. sticks that in his pocket. Now, most people, when they watch this movie, they do it on TV. But yeah. if you watch the actual like movie itself, he goes to the bathroom with the marijuana joint, which is why he overhears the Dukes telling the story oh, yeah. about what happened. But most of the time, they just show him in the toilet stall. I wonder if that's in the Italian version. Shout out, Andrea. Italy is much more relaxed than we yeah. are. I'm sure they don't edit it. So although I think this whole scene is hilarious, I really love it. It's really the the bottoming out scene, which happens right after this. The so, hair salmon. So at this point, Billy Ray finds out that they've been duped and it's this experiment. So he goes after Winthorpe. Winthorpe gets onto a bus and is eating... <laughs> eating the salmon through the hair of his beard. Yeah. And these two women on the bus are looking at him with total disgust. He gets off the bus. A dog comes up and pees on him. It starts pouring rain and then he's done. Yeah. He takes the gun out that he got when he hawked his watch, pulls the hammer back, puts the gun to his head, pulls the trigger. The gun doesn't work. (laughs) And that my friend is the scene. He's a hot mess. I love the whole scene is hilarious to me. It's the total destruction of Lewis Winthorpe. The third that makes me laugh out loud. It's top three for me. I would go uh, train car. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What else would you, what else would you pick from that movie? No legs, magic legs. That's great too. (laughs) Magic legs. All right, Max, give me your second to last, and then I'm up for my last. What do you got? I went Harold Ramis again. <laughs> I mean, I think this is our, what, fourth one at this point? He's been up there a lot, him and yeah. Landis. I went Caddyshack. I'm all right. Loggins. So in 1980, uh, an exclusive golf course has to deal with a brash new member. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, <laughs> Max. And a destructive dancing gopher. Great gopher. Great gopher. Yeah, really good. Best gopher I've ever seen on film. Yeah, except for Caddyshack, too. Don't bring that in the same conversation. <laughs> uh, your funs and noons. All right, so Caddyshack. Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield, Bill Murray. Yeah. What, what else do you need to Not know? a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I thought about Carl Spackler scenes, but something about Chevy in this movie is just the epitome of confidence, cool, fun, and just a goofball. I went with the piano seduction scene of Lacey Underall. <laughs> it's it's so f- it's a great scene, but is it the funniest scene in the movie? It's Chevy showing everything in his you arsenal. You picked two scenes now that are very romantic in nature. You mm-hmm. know that. Because the tension... Or did you pick three? You did... 
a fish called Wanda. Yeah. You did this Stewardess one. Stewardess is not and one. This, no, the stewardess. <laughs> unless you consider the McKenzie brothers, you know, no. intimate. Never mind. You're yeah. good. You're good. <laughs> two, you've done two, two romantic scenes. So, I mean, this is Chevy Chase with all the tools in the arsenal. Like, literally, she rolls in in a yellow Mercedes, which, first of all, I'm in love with the yellow Mercedes she has. And, <laughs> and he has all this Asian furniture. Like, just the background scenery makes me laugh all the time because they don't ever explain any of that. None of it. And <laughs> she's like... I tried calling your number, but uh, there was no listing for Mr. Wonderful. And he goes, what spelling did you use? <laughs> it's like, like it breaks your brain almost that it's so funny. Yeah, and how sharp so, and how and fast he is. It's, yeah, it's violently sharp. And yeah. he, like I said, and then they go, what's with all the swords? Is it like duck season? He goes, dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> like a drink, a tuna colada. And you're like, what is this guy doing? And and he's just at uncashed checks for $70,000 laying around. Here, take one. Keep it. <laughs> and there's a bunch of them. The Perrier that he like puts three bottles together. He like together. blows on the top. He's like, oh, it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> and it, it's so obvious that she can see what he's doing. Yeah. But he's just, he's the coolest. Very rarely is there a cool guy who's like good looking, who's also hilarious. Yeah. It's just. It's just not done. And then, and he goes, you're very attractive for a beautiful girl with a great body. And he says it like really slow. Dude. <laughs> it's really funny. It's so good. It's really good. Like it's all about delivery with Chevy. It's yeah. just that deadpan. And like her uncle says that he's like a bad news guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your uncle molests collies. It's like, where do they come from? Where do they come up with this? Oh, that's got to be, that's got to be impromptu. Yeah. Oh, this is, I mean, like you can tell Lacey, if you look at the actress, she's breaking. Oh, for sure. Like every three seconds. For sure. <laughs> Even just the way he does uh, tequila shots. So tequila shots of the piano. You don't know how to do it. And he just snorts the salt, takes the lime and throws the tequila over his shoulder. Yeah. And then the song, of course. You want to do it? Um. So I'll tell you a quick story about the song. When I graduated from Michigan, yeah. when we went to graduation, we were all sitting in the bleachers at uh, the big house. At the big house, and there are all these like you know people were blowing up beach balls and hitting them around. Yeah. And I may have had a couple cocktails in the morning with my friends, <laughs> and I don't know what possessed me to do this. And I was I kind of was like a little bit shocked because I didn't think that people would know what it is. Mm. And as loud as I could, I go, "I was born to love you." <laughs> And I, I'm not kidding you. It felt like the whole stadium. It was not the whole stadium, but it was at least a couple hundred people in my direct vicinity. Yeah. I was born to lick your face. <laughs> I was born to rub you. But you were born to rub me first. And then he hits the piano dramatically and goes, let's go to the patio. Yeah. It's just like. It's great. It's ADD comedy. It's great. Yeah. It's a great pick. I'm not going to fight you on the pick. I only am going to say this. I'm only putting a small caveat. My five, the reason I didn't do Caddyshack is I had five I liked more. But if I made my way into Caddyshack and I had to pick a scene, for me, it's when Ty Webb, our guy, Chevy Chase, yeah. is first playing golf with Danny Noonan and they're having their interaction with each other. Do you do, do, do drugs? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> and that entire conversation, and Danny's trying to get sympathy for his situation, right? And they're just going back and forth about like, oh, you good hard work you know you go i don't know where my warehouse yeah are. right and, and and even the the part where he tells him the story about you know the, the, there was this guy he was in college and uh he got thrown out of school for night putting night putting <laughs> yeah with the dean's daughter was that guy you no no it's my roommate mitch Cumstein. <laughs> like Jeez. there's just so much weird that to me that would be it for sure no question agree to disagree yeah, yeah. that's we'll get a lot of that on the yeah. show um am i down to my last one and then the last, last one. one this is the funniest scene in the 80s for you uh, all right, this is my number one. Here we go. My last one. Uh, I teased it at the beginning. I'm going with the 1986, another John Landis film, Three Amigos. Plethora? <laughs> this is one of the most underappreciated comedies of the 80s. I think it's recognized. I don't think as many in our world that we exist in, people talk about it all the time. Yeah, kind of. But we're dealing with like hardcore 80s fans. But 
if you watch TV shows and stuff, you see a lot of the three amigos costumes once in a while for like a gag. Joke. I disagree. This is a this is a mariachi band costume, and that's why you see it a lot on TV. You don't see the actual true Three Amigos costume. I see, I see the hip thrust once in a while. Huh. I want to get. I want you to give me one example Simpsons where you see it. it. The Simpsons did it. Yeah. They've done everything. <laughs> I want you to give me one example, not that example. <laughs> Three actors accept an invitation to a Mexican village to perform their on-screen bandit fighter roles, unaware that it is the real thing. This was the original Tropic Thunder. Uh, yeah, they don't know when they're in the movie kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right? Yeah, that's a good that's a good analogy. I mean, there's a little element, there's a ton that's different in the story, but the concept is the same. That they are unbeknownst to them. They are in the small town of Santa Poco, yeah, something like yeah. that. There is so much comedy in this movie. Yeah. And look, I guess I didn't realize this until I got through my full list and talked to you about it. I had no idea that I was such a big Chevy Chase fan because basically Chevy Chase is in like two thirds of my movies. But you got Steve Martin, you've got Martin Short, you've got Chevy Chase. Yep. Give me a better comedic lineup other than Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, which I think might be the best comedic lineup I've ever seen. In the 80s? Are we in the 80s. Give me a better lineup. Comedic. Could you do Ghostbusters with Ramis, uh, you know, Murray and Aykroyd? That's three. That's good. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters and Three Amigos. Three Men and a Baby. Ah, not comedic. No, I, I was, it's a I was, great I was movie. I was seeing if you are going to react. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> ah, good night, sweetheart. Well, it's yeah. time to go. Do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. Back to school. <laughs> I'm outraged. <laughs> Philip. <laughs> Philip. Yeah, I think he might be our favorite 80s character of all time. He, I do love Whenever Philip. We, Philip Bombay is the best. Him and Travis Brinkley from Best of the Best <laughs> always make us laugh. <laughs> Fat, fat, angry, racist Sean Penn. Chris Penn. Chris Penn. You Poor Sean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Chris Penn's um, dead. I know. I know. R.I.P. Max, the three amigos. Number one or number two? <laughs> the three amigos. The three amigos is so, it's such a good movie. It's yeah. so funny. And you know what's really kind of great about this movie? Mm. If you asked me what movie is Buzz in the Tower? So Buzz in the Tower is a podcast, has its contemporaries, and yep. you said, what is our movie? It's The Three Amigos. It's a clean movie that's like hilarious. I think you and I are hilarious. Yeah. And it's got the feel of what we do. It's really good adult jokes, but that doesn't require the the feel, which I'm not even mocking that because I- it's kind of no. It's kind of wild that Chevy Chase is clean, right? Has all he, are. Has, has, well, no. Steve Martin. And I know. Martin I guess Short, yeah, that's true. Steve yeah. Martin can do clean yeah. all day, but Chevy Chase. Yeah, isn't it wild? And, that he, and he kills in this. Yeah, he kills in this. Max. That's bizarre. So there are many. There is a plethora of yeah. scenes that I could have picked for this. Right. I'll go to the ones I didn't pick because they easily could have been up there. We're gonna be here for an hour. I'll, I'll just do one. The one that I struggled with the most that I wanted to do was my little buttercup has the sweetest. A smile, a smile. Yeah. That is my runner-up. That whole scene is absolute dynamite. So what's your winner? My winner, Max, is after they are fired from the studio <laughs> and they have to go back and get their costumes and they break into the freaking studio. That entire scene. With the bird calling and all? Lucky Day. By the great, way, great listen, name. listen to their character name. Steve Martin is Lucky Day. Martin Short is Ned Niederlander. And Chevy Chase, Dusty Bottoms. <laughs> it's really good. If Dusty Bottoms isn't the name of your fantasy football team, shame on you. Well, we're going to do that on uh We're Dusty Saturday. Bottoms. Okay. Well, no, we have to be buzzing the tower. Probably. No, let's be Dusty Bottoms. All right, Dusty Bottoms it is. Lucky Day, Steve Martin's character, tells them, look, we got to break in and get our costumes. So they're at, it's at night outside of the studio. And Ned and Dusty, Chevy and Martin Short, are squatted down in front of this wall. And they're like, well, I don't understand. Why don't we just ask the studio for our stuff? They're like, no, 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 no. Lucky's right. We need to break in. So Lucky is walking on top of this brick facade wall and he's trying to get their attention. He starts off with a, a whistle, just a little. Yeah, and then, and, and that whistle doesn't work. So then it, it changes the, the tonation of the whistle a little bit to a. 
And that still doesn't work, which is fine. Not a big deal. So then it goes to a, a crow. <laughs> and that doesn't work. And it's, Ca-caw! hey! And every time it gets louder and he tries to get more towards speaking, yeah. he like catches himself. And the best part about this, if you watch Dusty and Ned at the bottom, they are completely oblivious to all these sounds. I have that are no going idea, on. Yeah. And it goes, hey, you two, you two, you two. And then it's like, look up here, look up here, up here, you two. And he finally just goes, hey, you guys. <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing in the world. It is really funny. I watch it a million times. Yeah. I do have to give you one other runner up. I'm sorry. Okay. I know we're talking a lot about this movie. When they're in the desert. <laughs> this, the burning bush. Max, this was neck and neck for me yeah. because I think this is like, can I change my answer? Can I change my answer? I, I'm, I'm having one of those emotions right now. Can I change burning, it? Sure. I'm changing my answer. I'm going with the burning bush. They, they go out into the desert. They got to find uh, El Guapo's palace or whatever because they stole the woman and they're going to fight him or whatever. I don't even care. The story's not important. They get instructions how to get out there. They have to go into the middle of the desert. The scene starts off with them all being out of water. So like Martin Short goes to drink water and it's all sand. Uh, Steve Martin goes to drink water and one drop comes out. Chevy Chase's canteen is like totally filled with water. (laughs) It's dripping on his face. He's squishing it in his mouth and spitting it out. And then he puts on chapstick and he goes, you guys want some? (laughs) Like That's great. So they get to this like little area. There is a bush that is singing. Like it's a, it's a about the size of a human being and it's doing the, she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes, she'll be coming. And they walk up to the bush. Martin Short walks up to the bush and goes, excuse me, are you the singing bush? Which I think is hilarious because obviously it's a singing bush. He doesn't respond. Then Steve Martin goes up and is like, are you the singing bush? And they're like, I think it's the singing bush. The whole time that this is going on, this is vintage Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase is like, this is so stupid. I can't believe we're doing this. Okay. The two of them are on board. They have this little pad folio, like flip thing with notes on it and uh, i believe it's steve martin who says let's go summon the invisible swordsman (laughs) we each have to fire one shot into the air and say the magic chant and the invisible swordsman will appear and chevy chase is like i can't believe we're doing this so it starts off with chip 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 (laughs) netty and you have to believe everything they're doing is impromptu right there's no way this is written in the script shoots off into the air that's steve martin goes to martin short a folly. I might be switching it, but who cares? A folly, 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 folly. Heifer! Shoots up into the air. They give it to Chevy Chase. He's got the last one to do. I don't even know what he's saying. I don't even know if it's English. I don't even, like, he just goes, Heifer! He kind of haphazardly shoots his gun off to the side, and you just hear this, ah! And then thud. He shot the Invisible Man. Yeah. And the imprint of the Invisible Man is in the sand. And they go over there and like lift his hand up. And when it drops, you see the sand move. Yeah. And he shot and killed the Invisible it's Man. It's really funny. It's really funny. <laughs> I'm sorry I went off on the Three Amigos. It's okay. It's a Three Amigos pod. I love the Three Amigos. <laughs> if we had a third person, that would be a great name for a podcast. Yeah, it would be. I'm sure someone's taking it. Would you get Max, a tattoo of Three Amigos? Absolutely not. That is my list. I want you to do yours. And then we each get to do one near miss. I know we already kind of did a couple of these, but I have one you near miss. seven near miss. I got one near miss. I want Not from Three Amigos. But you go. What's your last one? This movie, I don't think we talk about enough. Uh, 1987's Roxanne. I immediately know what you're picking. It's a perfect pick. Continue. Yeah. So, What's the movie about? I, I 100% know what scene you're picking. So, Large Nose C.D. Bales, played by Steve Martin, is in love with Roxanne, but she falls for his personality, but another man's looks. By the way, shout out Rick Rossovich as, like, the hunk. I love that. This movie's loaded, by the way. Daryl Hannah, Shelley Duvall, John Kapalos, Fred Willard, and Damon Wayans. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, this is based on the story of Cyrano de Baragac or something like that. Yeah, right? everything's based on Shakespeare. Well, this is really based on yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's like the same thing, but it's it's great yeah. nonetheless. Absolutely. So little history with me with this movie. I wasn't that big in the 80s when I was a kid. You know, I've gotten into it later sure. in life. This was a movie I saw at seven years old. 
and it blew my mind. Like, I couldn't handle how funny this one scene was. It's a very clean comedy. It like, is. It's a good, clean it's, comedy. It's Steve Martin defined. This is how Steve Martin is unique, is unique. Him and Jerry Seinfeld are the two comics that can be 100% no potty mouth, no dirtiness, and somehow still make you belly laugh like anybody else. So I went with a nose insult bar scene. I knew, I knew it. You have to. I knew it. So first of all, this is a great 80s bar if you look around. It feels like Cheers mixed with Roadhouse when it, with the double deuce when it's nicer. Do you know what I mean? Like the LEDs, the kind of woodenness. Sure, yeah. Big. It's just a fun place. I love a good bar scene in a movie or in a TV show. So this random drunk mid-40s heavyset dude walks up and he goes, here, you're pretty tough. <laughs> and by the way, whoever's playing this guy, excellent. This yeah. is like the slosh 45-year-old guy right, right. who still looks like enough of an athlete that you wouldn't want to mess with him. Sure. Red face and all. And, and uh, C.D. Bale's response is, I am, but if you use some tenderizer, I cook up pretty good. Is this why you want to be a firefighter? Were you inspired by it? Do you know what the funniest thing is? You don't think of it as I firefighter? Never, I never. I rewatched this. Yeah. yeah. I've been firefighting for six years, seven years. I rewatched this maybe two or three years ago and was like, oh my God, that's right. This is yeah. all about being volunteer firefighters. Yeah. I totally forgot. It's, totally it's forgot. It's not big in firefighter culture. You guys don't quote no. it or stuff Back, like that? There's only one movie that we quote in firefighter called backdraft backdraft yeah yeah <laughs> just <laughs> fyi yeah so you know steve martin waves him off and he's like walking away and the guy goes where are you going big nose the record skips whole bars dead whole bar dead martin's like stops in his tracks and he turns around and goes pardon me <laughs> repeats it and the bar goes nuts one of the guy's friends the drunk guy he's like no in that whisper voice like you don't want to do this and he goes what a wasted opportunity he goes, oh, you can think of something better. And then Steve Martin says something. He's like, yeah, I can think of something better. And you're like, this guy's insane. Like, he's about to snap. Yeah. Like, you're just like, there's this Joker level kind of insanity and joy in his face about that he's just going to ruin this well, guy. Why life. so serious? Yeah. yeah, pretty much. And he just comes up with the dark game. He's like, hit the dartboard, whatever number you get. I, lo I love this part where he hits it and then he does it again. Yeah. And he's like, two time state champion, like, or something about his dart. Yeah, throwing. no, two time dart champion. You know, it goes dart champion, Denver, 1987. Yeah. I looked up who was the dart champion <laughs> in 1987. Of course. Because this did. is an unnamed drunk guy. So this drunk guy's name is now John Lowe. Cool. John so Lowe. Yeah. The champion. Yeah. And the crowd's cheering. It's like, oh man, we get to hear 20 of them. Yeah. And there's nothing better than some someone saying a joke in front of a, like a huge crowd where there's like stakes involved and medium well or rare. <laughs> oh, I like rare, <laughs> but, uh, the way he labels them, he goes, let's start obvious. I'm not going to do all of them, but I'm a bit. No, I was, I was literally sitting yeah. here. I'm like, I pulled it up on my computer. I'm like, let's see how many of these he does. Well, <laughs> let's start obvious. Is that your nose or did a bus park in your face? It's a good one. Yeah. Meteorological. Everyone take cover. She's going to blow personal. Here we are, just the three of us. Your nose was on time, but you were 15 minutes late. The best one, if I may hop in before you go through 20 of these, is the melodic. Everyone now, he's, he's got, got the whole world in his nose. nose. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Commercial. Hi, I'm Earl Shire, and I can paint that nose for $39.95. So I can do some of these without looking. I'll butcher this one, but one of them was like, excuse me, sir, but the pigs have refused <laughs> to sniff truffles until you put that away. <laughs> Sympathetic. Oh, what happened? Did your parents lose a bet with God? <laughs> That's a great That's one. a really good one. And the coolest part, like you're really getting into it. And then they, he goes, how many? And they go 14. Yeah. And they're all yelling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's a little bit disheveled. You're not sure if he's going to get through it all. They keep the tally of the numbers from then on. They're like 15, 16. Disgusting. Say who mows your nose hair. <laughs> aromatic it's nice to wake up and smell the coffee all right, all right. i'm pulling the plug in Jesus brazil Christ. no no and the last one when he's like he's kind of can't remember the beginning of this we're like i'm not gonna do them all and we're on like a 14th one right now we'll go ahead so when he's on the last one he goes dirty 
your name wouldn't be Dick, would it? <laughs> and finally, the guy's like, you're a smug, you know, whatever. And he goes, you flat nose, flat face, flat head. He triple punches him from behind and then waves with his hand as he's going about going. Is it a triple punch or is it an elbow to the gut and then fist yeah, no, up you're to right. the face? Yeah, it's, I'm saying yeah. it's an elbow kind of fulcrum, yeah. you know, elbow down. Fulcrum. Well, yeah, because he goes crotch and then yeah, he goes up yeah. and then he waves and then he looks at Daryl Hannah without looking back. He's he like, goes, has he fallen yet? Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. falls. <laughs> it's just, it's one of those rare scenes that's, hilarious and cool at the same time and then the coolest thing gotcha. ever yep, yeah yep, yep. kind of like when uh roadhouse <laughs> i got nothing i got nothing <laughs> so is he ever funny when he's kicking butt no that's a great pick i yeah. love roxanne yeah you know your list was good but i think this episode lends itself to like different sense of sense of humors you have a little bit of a different kind of sense of humor but none of these were ridiculous i love roxanne so i'm with you on the that's what i would have picked from that movie too yeah well there's nothing when he falls, well when he no, falls, when he falls out, out of the tree, tree is really funny <laughs> Or, or the fire training stuff. Really the fire good. training stuff is good too. Yeah. Uh, Max, what was your near miss? I have one near miss I want to talk Hit about. Hit me with your near miss first. No, you go first. Um, I'm kind of insulted we didn't pick this one. Uh, the barbershop coming to America. I thought you were going to do it. It's funny, but it, it's, you know. If you put them all together. Can I ask you though, in coming to America, aren't there funnier scenes that you would put first? No, I think Jill Lewis is 135 years old the, every time. The, the I, dating scene when... Uh, no, I think that's funnier. Arsenio Hall is dressed in The fact uh, drag. that he's, he's everybody. I know. He's so good. It's good. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. It's, it is really funny. Or uh, back to school, the mansion party he has in the beginning <laughs> when he's just making the sandwich. Know, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I only had one... Like, I, I gave you a bunch throughout here that I was like, oh, I wish I'd done this, wish I'd done that. But there's one that I just simply couldn't do because I can't get into the detail of what happened because it's too inappropriate for our show. What is it? The original police academy, when they're trying to get the one guy thrown out of the police academy so they have a lady of the night in his room. That was on my, like, I, and I, Mahoney, I yeah, yeah. Mahoney takes her to save him from getting in trouble, runs down to an auditorium, gets under the... Stop right now. Gets under the podium with her, and Commandant Lassard gives a speech. It's, and it's it's the silence when he just stops. What the, the, I can't even, again. I, yeah. I, I basically am doing what I didn't want to do. Whatever. I'll figure out a way to do it. It's basically, when she's in the podium, some things are happening. Lassard giving the speech and then stopping, and not just stopping, but like throughout the whole speech, being like many, many <laughs> wonderful things. And then he's like, that completes. Anybody want to smoke? <laughs> and then they walk out. He looks back at the podium and it's Mahoney that sticks his head out. Yeah. I think that's one of the funniest scenes in any 80s movie. It's ever, really, really. We good. couldn't spend a lot of time talking about it. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Max, we just finished. We did it. So it's time for us to hop on over to our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Max, this week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight are Kenny and Dell. They are the co-hosts of Brothers in Armchairs podcast, which is, first of all, thank you for your service. I believe they are both- Military veterans. Yep. And they talk all things movies. Yeah. Action, go- film, comedy, you name it, they do it. New school, old school. They are like movie nerds to the core. I uh, always love that. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on social. You can find their podcast on all podcast players. Brothers in Armchairs podcast. Excited to have them on. We asked the most important question that one would ask when talking about your favorite 80s comedy scene. What is your favorite 80s comedy scene? Let's see what they had to say. Hi, Mo and Max. This is Kenny from the Brothers in Armchairs podcast. Love the energy and enthusiasm you bring to your show every week. My favorite 80s comedic scene is from John Candy's 1989 Uncle Buck when he tears down assistant principal Anita Horgarth, who had been an educator for 31.3 years in defense of his niece. I see a bad egg when I look at your niece. She is a twiddler, a dreamer, 
a silly heart. She is a jabber box. And frankly, I don't think she takes a thing in her life or her career as a student seriously. She's only six. That is not a valid excuse. I hear that every day and I dismiss it. I don't think I want to know a six-year-old who isn't a dreamer or a silly heart. And I sure don't want to know one who takes their student career seriously. I don't have a college degree. I don't even have a job. But I know a good kid when I see one. Because they're all good kids. Until dried out, brain dead skags like you drag them down and convince them they're no good. You so much as scowl at my niece or any other kid in this school and I hear about it and I'm coming looking for you. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Guys, as a kid, I love this scene because I always fantasized about a parent destroying my teacher in the same way. So seeing this scene was a guilty pleasure that still cracks me up today, especially when he flips the coin at her and tells her to have a rat gnaw that mole off her face. We appreciate the opportunity to say hi and share our favorite comedic scene for the 1980s, the best decade for movies. And that's a cut. All right, Gary, cut that up and uh, make it small enough so we can send it by email. Kenny, 31 takes, 31 takes. It shouldn't take 31 takes to read two paragraphs, man. You just got to read what's there. Two paragraphs. Come on. You're supposed to be the talent. Winner. God. Bless it. How did we not remember Uncle Buck? Yeah. So we did one John Candy. We did Stripes, right? Yeah, but I didn't do like, I mean. He, I mean, Ox is the star of that, kind of. I don't know. Dude. That's that's Bill Murray scene, actually. Yeah. Probably. We kind of missed out the John. Well, they added to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Was, that's actually why we upset. We should be happy that Kenny. Now that, that thing off your face is just such a tag. Well, it's, I would also make the case that if we were doing an episode on the most memorable scenes, yeah. that that would be up there. People quote that. All the time. It's hard to be funny and genuine at the same time. Uh, John Candy. Yeah. Welcome, welcome to the world, John Candy. I know. Kenny, you crushed it. Despite what Dell said, you are the talent. <laughs> I'm sorry it took you 30 takes, but uh, great work nonetheless. And Love thank it. you so much. Again, a reminder to all of our listeners check out Kenny and Dell if you want more gold like what they just gave us. Brothers in Armchairs podcast. Check them out. And Max, I got nothing else. Do you have anything else? No, I think we, I mean, this is. We've done it. Yeah. What were your picks? Give everybody a taste. Refresh everyone's memory. You had your five favorite movie scenes that were comedies. What were they? Intro scene from Strange Brew. I did the stewardess singing scene from Airplane. I did a fish called Wanda, the Russian speaking wrong flat scene. And to round it out, I did the piano seduction scene from Caddyshack. And finally, the 20 nose insults at the bar in Roxanne. When did you become uh, Casey Kasem? When did you become no Casey? I was gonna say when did you become Howard Stern from uh, oh what was his uh, movie called Private Parts? Yeah, WNBC. <laughs> I love WNBC. Pri- <laughs> I love Private Parts. Yeah, well, you sound like Howard Stern <laughs> trying to sound like a radio guy. All right, I did the scene from Spaceballs. We ain't found. Shit. <laughs> I did the get to know everyone scene from Stripes. I did the National Lampoon vacation. Cop pulls him over for dog aside, uh, which you did not like. I did the eating salmon through the beard scene from Trading Places. And I rounded her out with a last minute switch. I did change. I went to the murdering the invisible man. You did like three amigos. amigos. I did a lot. I snuck a lot in there. But Max, that's the kind of guy I am because the three amigos is a great movie. So I, I regret nothing. A reminder to everyone. Follow us on social media at Buzz in the Tower. Check us out on Spotify, 
Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever platform you're listening to, please make sure that you are following or subscribed and leave us a review. Patreon.com slash Buzz in the Tower or hop on over to our website to get some officially licensed merch at buzzinthetower.com. With that being all said, I have nothing, Max. How do you want to end this hilarious episode? I just want to tell everyone out there you're doing great. Thumbs up. What? A little positive reinforcement. Max, there's only one way for me to end this podcast and uh, I'm ready to do it. One for each other and all for one. The three brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo. Wherever they need us You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.